This is Local Color, distributed by Your Public Studios, a podcast dedicated to the artists, entrepreneurs, and social innovators using their talents to make Baltimore and the DMV a better place. I'm your host, Jason V, and on the show today, Maurice Valentino. He's a multi-hyphenate. He owns and operates Valentino's Workshop, a tutoring service that utilizes pop culture, hip-hop, and video games to help children succeed. The workshop also doubles as a consultancy business, and look, this man can't be contained to just a few adjectives and sentences, so keep listening and please hear his story because it's a good one. When I was in elementary and middle school, I loved science. It was fascinating to talk about things my young mind could barely comprehend, and who could forget the excited anxiety of presenting at the science fair. Then I got to high school, and science, specifically chemistry, started having math in it, and I was out. Despite being mystified by the math and chemistry, one concept always stuck with me, and that was the concept of the catalyst, a substance that accelerates an event without being consumed in the process. Even more interesting, is the scale at which these changes occur, especially when the change is disproportionate to the size of the catalyst itself. I could go on and on about it, but the point is we all have catalysts that influence our life decisions. Sometimes it's an event or something, and a lot of times it's people in the words they speak to us. My guest Maurice Valentino was one such catalyst, and I believe he's an especially effective one. He was born in Baltimore City, and seeing how easy the streets swallow up young black boys, The family moved to Harford County so Maurice and his siblings could attend school. But his parents got divorced, he went right back to Baltimore City, and the hardships compounded even after he finished high school and went to Morehouse College. His parents weren't the most supportive, friends of his kept passing away, and at one point, Maurice contemplated suicide. But each of those events were catalysts in his life that changed him and built him into the man, the mentor, and the entrepreneur he is today. He credits Morehouse College's unofficial game plan for life as one of the primary catalysts for him to build the life he wanted. He teaches something in Morehouse called the mystique, you know? And it's what made me be the entrepreneur I am today. What will you do when under pressure of a situation? What happens when you don't have the resources that you have? What happens when they give you the little and you're expected to make a lot of it? What's going to turn you into a man in this situation and make sure you practice accountability, that you practice business sagaciousness, that you practice meticulousness, that you practice self-care, that you practice emotional intelligence, that you practice like all the principles that make you a great leader because you're thrown into the cream of the black crop from all across the United States of America and even beyond. My brother's from Zimbabwe. My brother's from the islands. My brother's from London. World-class valedictorians in the ghettos of Morehouse. No offense. I used to live in a place called the Quadjects and they remind me of Baltimore. One night the power went out and it was like no Tom's, no feet day. So we was in with no, with no, with no, with no power. No water, because they messed with the water. The water turned off, and with no shoes. I'm like, damn, bro, I'm back in the projects. But <laughs> some of the buildings are 50, 60 years old to us. And not the uh, Shinomon Institution, but to the point where, you know, how can you thrive in this environment? You're expected to do this Harvard-level work, but your resources aren't that. And we came out strong. So mm-hmm. our house, it seems, that's where you really got that... Uh that like education on that inner strength and that self-awareness. And what will you do when, like, when you step up to the plate, are you going to, are you going to swing the bat or are you you just going to stand there? Exactly. I came up in Morehouse at the height and the ascension, the height and the ascension of the trap era. 
You feel me? Gucci, two chains. You feel me? Like, you know, uh, who else? Migos, the young thug, when he was first coming out, that sound took over the entire world. These individuals came to our school. Like, you know, I was like taking pictures with Janelle Monnier and then went up the street to go see Ray Sherman perform at Hump Wednesday. You know, you walk in the halls and see Gucci Man. The women were out there. How is you as a black man could survive with all that temptation of money, power, and everything else? No wonder people didn't graduate. And then 2016, the summer was when Prince died and also Pokemon Go came out. And then the Philandro Castile and Alton Sterling. Like, sorry, I have this weird trait where if I know every single date and time things happen because of musical songs and everything. So like, like, like that happened. The Mike Brown protest happened in August of 2014. Like, and that was in Atlanta. It was hot, man. Uh, people, a tourist call it hot Atlanta, but bro, it's hot. It's the black Mecca, black businesses, black dollars. It was literally like everything Donald Glover described in his show, Atlanta. I lived that. I can, yeah. I can tell you, like, I have some stories that be like, no, that, that Nutella episode, the first episode, the episode with the uh, dude sliding behind the club door. Look, I can verify. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you answered the question that I had, uh, with you having the entrepreneurial spirit and that mentality, it clearly came from Morehouse. So talk to me about, um, your business and career adventures and, and, and what lessons you learned along the way from being a worker and from being the boss. And before you, before we get into that, what did you, what did you major in at Morehouse and, uh, and when did you end up, when did you end up graduating? Oh, I apologize for not answering that, but I majored in international did. studies because I wanted to be like, I think his name was Ralph Bunch and it's been years, but he was my inspiration. Funny. I'm forgetting now, but he was like the UN ambassador, you know, the first black UN ambassador, I believe, you know, and it just showed me, he sent like the, um, he helped with the Israeli, uh, Palestinian conflict years ago. And, I, and, and it's still going on today, which means he didn't succeed, but like, he was quelling a lot of issues and everything of that sort. And I wanted to be like that. I also spoke French and I spoke Chinese. I speak French and Chinese, right? And I learned Chinese while at Morehouse and I was taking them both at the same time. And it was my, I wanted to go to Haiti and I got accepted to a, uh, I didn't get to go to Haiti trip. I didn't get to go to the China trip. And I wanted to go to, uh, to what was it? Another thing I wanted to go to, two things. I wanted to go to the Harvard Kennedy School um, in terms of like a fellowship, I didn't get that. And then I tried to go to Morocco my freshman year. I didn't get that either. So here I am being an international studies major and I can't get no international studies opportunity. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I remember I got the Morocco opportunity. My dad thought it was a scam and he didn't pay for it. So here I am. I can't compete for American university and the Wrangell fellows scholarship because my resume isn't jacked up with international experiences. I was like, dang, bro, I have to find another way. So I created a foundation or uh, called the AC Hip Hop Revolution, the Atlanta University Center of Revolution, was centered on educating hip hop and doing a day of programming to this day where I became the youngest resident advisor in history in Morehouse to win the program of the year award. It was seven full days and everything, you know. So I was like, I didn't start a mentorship program called the Freshman 4.0, which helped like students get 4.0 GPAs, cars, scholarships, everything I wasn't able to do for myself. And then. I was so focused on entrepreneurship and creating things that I didn't graduate on time in 2016. <laughs> so 2017, I graduated God's plan 
I was trying to hustle. Like, so in 2016, I was working as a, and I'm getting to the point of like entrepreneur because my journey has been crazy. So I didn't graduate on time, broke me. My parents were just like, oh, you're fooling around. You show boat and do all these things. You can't graduate. I'm like, dang, my guy, you know, it just kind of stinks because it's like, I, I've come from Baltimore. My whole purpose in Atlanta was to make a legacy because I ain't got no family down there. You know, Baltimore is Baltimore. And my freshman year, there was a man named Leland uh, Shelton, I believe. And he was like this Baltimore legend. And he had like went to Harvard Law School and everything. He had graduated like one of the top of his class. He was the man of the year in Morehouse. And I wanted to be like him. I just fell short of that. And um, I opened a record label in the summer of 2016. And we doing pretty good for a while. And then like in the fall, my friend, it came over and he was went to, uh, where did he go to Clemson? And he got, he was in the same hole as me freshman year. And he had graduated on time. He graduated top kinesiology major. And he was going to Clemson university for kinesiology and, uh, you know, sports medicine, all that stuff. And he got like a full rod, a stipend. I'm like, I could have did that. Mm-hmm. And so with him, I'll actually, um, got a scholarship for my mom through this, uh, I forget what it's called, but she used to work at University of Maryland schools and I was able to get a scholarship at Morgan State University. So I used that as my cross semester, like a domestic exchange student. So in spring of 2017, five years ago, I uh, I was like, this is your last gambit, Valentina. And I got straight A's. I got straight A's at Morgan, straight 4.0. And I ended up graduating right on time for the sesquicentennial class in Morehouse, the 150th class, you know? So... But then afterward, this is five years ago. My journey's been so long. I graduated five years ago from Morehouse, but man, like the job market was not hitting back then like it is now. You feel me? If you ain't got a master's, it ain't popping, bro. You feel me? If you ain't got a bachelor, it stinks out for black people or just young people just trying to get jobs. And what happened was that my friend had passed away from an alpha alpha botillion by getting a car crash. My mm-hmm. best friend, Princess, who helped me start my photography business in Atlanta, she had like died in a crash as well. My aunt, who sent me to Paris, France in 2015, was the only international experience I ever got um, besides Israel. Um, she had passed away. And so then um, it broke me. Uh, my parents were, you know, at the time, they were verbally abusive, emotionally. No offense, but like, you know, they may see that and they may hear it. They was like, I didn't do this, I didn't do that but they don't realize the words that they said. And my sister was going through it and there was a couple other things. And I just, I broke down and I just like, I was suicidal. I was upset. And then dude, I just like left home. I left everything five years ago today. Um, actually in August, I told myself, I don't want to hurt myself no more. I don't want to think about killing myself anymore. My mental health was in shambles. I was like today I make the choice to change my life, change my number, change my email got my debt cleared off on my thing. I stayed with my uh, my ex shorty that I used to mess with back in high school. I was homeless for at least a month and a half. And just like Mario, I went on this odyssey, you know? I went on this grand odyssey across the world. And then five years ago, my business on July 15th is called Valentino's Workshop. Like, uh, Valentino's Workshop was started because I wanted to not only tutor and I had to make a way out of no way and the job market wasn't ending, but my friend Princess, when she got hit by... The something had crashed into her bus and it crashed her rib. Now she could have got fixed by the doctors, but they said, you don't have American insurance. You only have American insurance and we don't take your insurance. They let her bleed out, you know? And I'm just like, what type of world do we live in where someone's life is on the line and we can't provide the resources, even if they're black like us, 
Mm-hmm. I want to create a world or anything where we as a people never have to worry about that ever again. And I do that through tutoring, business mentorship, everything. And Valentine's Workshop kept me fed when I was homeless, when I, and I went to this whole odyssey of tutoring and helping kids, you know, um, if I ever had a documentary be called The Tutor, I've tutored on the boat, I've tutored in South Africa, I've tutored in China and kitchens. I've tutored everywhere across the world with this business, helping kids of any race and everybody reach their potential, especially black kids, being an advocate, being adjacent from the school, not being connected to them, like working in them, but being an advocate, teaching at Bowie State University, you know, um, going full time entrepreneurship like I am now. It's been the grand journey, brother, and Valentino's workshop, but that's what we do. Man, you have, it sounds like you just lived multiple lives and you're not even, not even 30 yet. So I can mm-hmm. tell each one of these experiences has uh, impacted you in such a, such a great way. Um, it also seems that your, your life story is what you use to continue to stay motivated and disciplined. And is that what you would say to somebody or advice you would give to somebody who's looking to start a business? Like use, use your, use your life story to, to push you forward. Yes. And that's a good question. Like people ask like, where's your mentality come from? Where do you get that? You know, is it innate? Is it because you're awesome? Yes, I am awesome. Yes. I'm one of the kind. (laughs) No, cool. But beyond that, like, I remember King Los said in the, like a song, he said, I can't teach passion. I can't teach like you getting it. That has to yes. be innate. Yes. At the same time, bro, you have to, I remember, I don't know if anybody listening to this, I've been cussing, I've been saying a lot of crazy things. Bro, you're fine, but you're fine. There, thank you. There's one, there's one um, show called Avatar The Last Airbender. Probably everybody knows of it. Yes. And Uncle Iroh looked at Zuko and says, you need to start asking yourself the big questions. Who are you and what do you want to be? You know, people don't ask themselves the big question. Why are you working this job? Why are you doing this thing? What do you really want to do? If you could do what you want to do around, why haven't you done it? You haven't had a catalyst. Like I watch anime and everything, but in my favorite shonen, which is why I keep myself pumped with media, whether it be inspirational shows, manga, anime, or anything, right? Like they've lost, you know, the pain of loss, you know? Like, have you ever lost somebody, a friend or family? Why does that not galvanize you to be the best for them, to be the best for you? And I would try to tell people when you're starting your own business or mentality, you have to find the reason why you all started this for. Cool. If you want to get the money, go ahead. But money comes and money goes, you know, as the rap famous rap line signing, like you can take it with you, you know? Mm -hmm. So like you need to find why you do it. I kept doing it because I had a goal. I had a lot of different goals, but I had the main goals. I want to make sure black people thrive. All people, all disadvantaged people, all people who need it, but especially my people. I've gone through Morehouse. I've traveled to China, South Africa, Canada, all across the United States. We need each other. And until then, I'll keep fighting. I I really don't have anything else to say because I feel the exact same way. Like, I, you know, I also like watch a lot of anime, TVs, movie and stuff like that. And like you said, the the main character, it can get kind of tropey that they'll just get their ass beat for like four whole episodes. And then one episode, <laughs> they just have one random memory of somebody telling them not to give up. And then they just get supercharged and they keep going. But as as like corny or lame as that sounds, I mean, 
that's what it is. There'll be plenty of times where I'm like, I don't want to edit any of this shit. I don't want to talk to anybody. This one person didn't hit me back. And I'm kind of annoyed because it's like, nobody's trying to give me my respect, but I'm like, but you don't want their respect. You just want to do this shit because you like doing it and you have a vision and you can see in your head that you can be successful at this. And it doesn't matter if 10 billion people are telling you no, you know that it's a yes. So you're just going to keep on doing it. And then eventually people are going to come around. They're like, yeah, you know, I remember I was supporting you back in the day. It's like, shut the fuck up, yo. Like uh, you, you didn't say that shit. And, and but you know what? That's fine. That's fine. Because the same people that uh, the, the people that give me those opportunities to do better motivate me because I'm like, OK, they're they see something in me. Uh, so I, I'm going to keep doing better. The same people that don't want to give me those opportunities, the same people that take me for granted or just like, OK, yeah, he's doing his little thing, whatever, whatever. Those same people motivate me because I'm going to see your ass again. And you're gonna be talking to me very differently. So, exactly. so we just we, we gonna see. <laughs> we gonna see. That's one of my favorite phrases. We gonna see. Like Drake and my boy from Baltimore said. But like, I think Drake has also said, if I was doing this for you, I didn't have nothing else to prove. You feel me? Like, yeah. and I love that line as I grow older because I I keep saying five year. I keep being such a time guy. Time is I'm a slut for time. Like time space. <laughs> so let me go there. But like the fact has been five years and I've come so far. There's credit to that, you know? And if the old you, if the, if the old you could see the new you, they'd be a stand, you know? And yeah. that motivates me. Like, I'm everything I've ever wanted to be. And I may not be where the whole goal want to be, but the old me and old people I knew saw where I came from and everything that's under my belt, that's impressive. Pat yourself on the back. We'll be right back after a quick break, and when we return, I continue my conversation with Maurice Valentino of Valentino's Workshop. I'm Jason V. This is Local Color. Stay with us. Hey, I'm Jason V. This is Local Color, and before the break, my guest Maurice Valentino talked about taking stock in the progress he's made in the last five years. As we continue our talk, Maurice, whose full name is Michelangelo Maurice Valentino Hayes, talks about where he draws his strength from and why he uses social media as a force for good. People don't have perseverance, you know? Of course, when a job, let's say if a job sacks you today, you don't got a job, right? Um... Let's say if um, let's say if someone dumps you or a person doesn't like you or you keep hitting the fan with not getting certain opportunity pitch competitions, are you going to give up or you keep going? And all it takes is one hit, one major thing that could set your whole life apart. But all you have to do is have that will. And it's something that you can't teach. And I want people to know that, you know, like hone your craft, hone your skill, get in the lab, whatever you're good at whatever you want to be good at. And I promise you that dedication and time will pay off. Yeah, absolutely. I really like what you said before. Um, I can't teach passion. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing. They just don't have, um, they just don't have the passion. So currently you run Valentino's workshop, uh, which from what I gather is like a, a tutoring program. Uh, so I want you to just give a little bit more information behind it as well as the the story behind your name uh maurice valentino all right so allow me to reintroduce myself my name is val <laughs> but no uh seriously valentino's workshop i didn't give it the name until year three but 
Um, in year in the first year, I was working for this publication called the Demo Tape. And I and when I was, I'm not gonna say quote unquote on the run, but when I was like away from my parents and underground, like from everybody, I've ducked off to the world. I was like a refugee on some stuff, you know? So I need I use my middle name, which is Maurice. And then I listened to this this song by Wale in 2016 when I was exercising in Atlanta. And it was like Valentino. He's like, v -v Valentino. And I was like, bro, that name is lit. How about I become Maurice Valentino? And I became this big time journalist, like not big time, but like to a point where like people were asking me, I like the way you write about my music. I love the way you interview. People were trying to pay me to be their manager, you know, because I knew about the music business. I was such a hip hop head, but I also knew the ins and outs. I knew the point system. I knew everything about Ribbon now became Maurice Valentino, the journalist for the demo tape, for the speed on the beat, this independent guy that when he writes is very prolific, you know? So in year three, I went to, I called my tutoring business Valentino's Workshop. But Valentino's Workshop, uh, you can look on the site, valentinosworkshop.com, but uh, no spaces, this Valentino and then the S and then Workshop. And it is a four-pronged program, right? It's a four-pronged LLC. It's a registered LLC inside the state of Maryland. So it is um, a tutoring program. It does tutoring, mm -hmm. uh, K-12, English, math, um, SAT, PSAT, ASVAB, GRE, you name it, you know, um, mostly all over subjects, international studies, political science, whatever, dude, I've been all over doing it, whatever. So I can do whatever. Like I even did regents exams for New York people. We, I know about it. Okay. Second part is business consulting. I showed them how to get, you know, in contact with funds, how to grow a brand, how to grow a sales plan, you know, how to start selling because I went from not being able to sell anything at all. So I lived purely off a of commission. You know, I was making sales and that was paying my rent. It was paying my travel, the different States, all of that, the business consult. So the business consulting teaches black entrepreneur. Here's how I grow a sale. Here's how you throw a brand. This is how you talk to people. The third part is um, artistic. I do marketing for different uh, businesses, you know, like I do AMVs and animated music videos for those who don't know. And I also just do stuff with the arts. And then last part is public speaking, you know? So community service and everything like that. So four pronged business. And if that, I've helped people start their businesses, get tens of thousands of dollars, get scholarships of 50,000 plus. I, Morehouse has taught me that, you know, the tricks of the trade of everything. Hmm. It could be anything from esports to learning how to be good at Smash and Pokemon. I can teach anything that I know about and I could teach it pretty damn good. And that's been my bread and butter since 2017. Going back to what you said about Morehouse and what it taught you, you really internalized the mystique. And one of the most powerful things is to be able to give that to others and, and teach them how to go off and, and be the best that they can be. It reminds me of a saying like a candle doesn't lose its flame from lighting others, you know? You know, that's one of our favorite for we have something called a candle in the dark. That's our favorite, most powerful ceremony. Each candle lights each other. So I want to talk about your IG now. I want to let mm -hmm. you know that I'm a huge fan of your IG. Real? Just, I'm ratchet, bro. boy. I'll tell you what. So thank you for that. Sorry. Bro, I so before we before we got on the interview, I, I just I just finished the last episode of uh Stranger, like the, the new season of Stranger Things, which was uh really good. But I swear to God, the day that I saw on your story, <laughs> the day I saw on your story, you had the Stranger Things meme 
It said, "Oh yeah, the middle finger." He was like, bro, "I got the girl upside down doing stranger things." Bro, I could not stop saying that over and over and over because I thought that shit was hilarious. Um, or or uh, or the 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 meme um from the boys where it's like oh your your credit card declines and the therapist is like there's that jump, jump. yeah like, is that fucked up yeah absolutely but i think it was hilarious i mean also as somebody who uh attended about like a year and a half of therapy i i thought the shit was hilarious i love your ig i um what you were saying before about the animated movie videos uh i'm sorry music videos uh you're you're, you're like i'm too sexy uh jojo edit i yes. thought that was dope um my question did you make those uh like attack on titan edits oh yeah I do all those all those are me all, all this phone right now my phone is like you know on anime they have one weapon or whatever that's my weapon bro i can carry a content whatever i make all those edits from scratch like, especially the kanye one people really like the kanye one with jesus walks when i was young i always wanted to make movies but uh, I didn't get it. I actually wanted to run away from California. When I ran away from home in like eighth grade, I wanted to go to Cal. <laughs> you know, I know how I was going to get there, but I wanted to, I was such a, I could think about so many scenes in my head. So when I'm watching and I'm listening to music, whatever, I see scene for scene what I want to do before I do it. And I make it into like a grand A and B or whatever. Like the part where Aaron, he saw the past, present, future, whatever, where Jesus walks and he was walking with the Titans. I said, bro, I was I was in the, the my inspiration coming. I'll be I was walking. I'm a true artist. That's where the Michelangelo comes. That's my whole birth name government. But I'm an artist, man. I was down in the freaking MTA, dude. You feel me? Like the metro on John Hawkins Station. And I was listening to Jesus Walks on repeat. I said, God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. When the beat breaks down, I said, nah, bro, I got something for that. And I whipped man. it up that same day. That's awesome, man. And that is the question that I had because your IG, it's it, it there's like internet memes, it's hip hop, it's anime. It is just, I feel like an encapsulation of what is going on in the world right now or on the internet right now. But, you know, Frankly, it is actually good because there's plenty of not good stuff out there. Yes. Um, so I'm always I'm just curious from like one creative to another, how you get uh, how do you get that inspiration and how it sparks your creativity? But it just seems like just through living it and experiencing it and coupling it with other things that uh, you have like a, a great big passion for is kind of just seems like a no brainer that you would want to put it all together. Well, that's a good, actually, summarization of it. But I was talking, I literally got the friend a time with a phone with a friend. I love her to death. Her name is Amani, and I'm shouting her out here. One of the best, beautiful minds I've ever known in this life. Shout and we're talking Imani. about, what'd you say? I said, shout out to Amani. Shout out to Amani. But I'm saying that we were just on the phone talking about how a lot of the, what the conversations are going are very vapid. And very like a lot of comments, not to be this, not be egotistical, it's not to be like self centered and not to be like, oh, if you don't like anime, you don't like anything. But some conversations nowadays are so vapid, so fruitless, and so not conducive to everything that's going on. We've been in the pandemic for two years. We were in the Trump era ever since 2016, which included tiki torch rallies, people getting beat up, everything of the sort, you know? Our world is destroying and changing by the minute. 
school shootings off the wazoo. You feel me? Ever since I entered Bowie State for my postgrad program in 2018, we had the Parkland shooting. Then we just had the you know situation in Texas. It's like and in Buffalo, our world is being rapidly destroyed. Misinformation is going everywhere. You're realizing that people are dumber than you could ever perceive. You know. You're seeing so much BS every single day. How do you sift through it? And my t- my purpose every day when I get on my thing, I want to provide people content that makes them laugh, smile, and escape. Because, bro, we have so much stressful stuff. You log on, bro, you see stuff about from the shade room and spiritual word, curating bullshit, and they know they are. I was talking about, friend, I think they're co-intel, bro. That's the thing of mine. You feel me? But That's like, theory. Look, look, because like, whatchamacallit, like, Sometimes it's cool to get information, but when you think about like Facebook meta and stuff like that, content is curated to make people argue, to talk about certain things. I'm like, where's the, you know, where's the lab? Where's the smile? Where's stuff like that? And so regardless of what anybody else is doing, whether my theories are true, I want people to have fun, to enjoy the things that they do without being homophobic, without being too, um, what, what I was about to say, without being like, you know, against black people, without being anti, you can still have jokes, bro. That's still like, this is dark humor, kind of funny, but yeah. it's like, it never crosses the line unless it's on my close friends, which is like more so like <laughs> funny jokes from my friends. But like, it doesn't cross the line of like, I'm offended or this really pisses me off. It's more like, bro, I got a good laugh and I was able to find something I need today. And thank you. And people will tell me that. That's all I want to do, bro. We as a people, we as a world deserve peace, laughter, having fun and indulging things and dialogue. The dialogues, people also comment on my page. Hey, was this manga? Hey, was this anime? Bro, I actually remember this scene because this scene and we go into long intellectual depths about it. And it gives people a breath of fresh air. And then the music and hip hop part, you know, I read manga. I read manga as much as I read books. I don't want anybody to get twisted. They don't act like <laughs> nerds can't get play. They act like nerds can't be intellectual. No, baby. I read Blue Lock and Naruto, but I read my James Baldwin, W.E. Du Bois, and people like that, too. You feel me? Like, don't get it twisted now. So I am posting stuff from that. I'm posting what I think to be general truths about life. Nothing that gets too offensive or too political. Like I posted something today because I just started berserk as an adult. Oh, bro. You see, I got uh, volume one through seven right now. I hope you're ready. It is. Bro, I'm on number two right now because I want to digest things. You know, (laughs) one thing that's bad about manga and anime, people binge, which is good because we have all this material, but you should grow with this. Like it's the journey, like one piece and everything or so many different forms of media. We enjoyed them as kids because we grew up with these people. And I'm like, Berserk is a mature thing. I want to be mature reading it. And I remember in chapters, chapter two, he was like, he died doing, he was happy, right? Then he died freely. Something really powerful. That was only chapter two. And yo is really turned up. Like he's slicing through people's full armor in chapter three with the sword. And it's a deep story. I'm only on chapter three. I read a chapter a day, you know? with yeah. a lot of my mangas and then i watch an episode a day that's my self-care but i want to i put drake's no telling on there and my boy who's red berserk he's like bro that was the perfect song i gotta keep watching this ops out you here yeah. niggas that take shots at you here so he was like no that goes perfect with that i put hip-hop music i do my amvs i want people to have a good time when you come on valentino's thing okay getting back to your ig again when i when i look through it i've seen that you you've gone to a few cons you've gone to like dream con i'll be honest i only went to my first con this year um i went to hbcu con and that's because my comp my second company 
which is a gaming company. We ran the Smash tournament. We did the hosting. It's called 443 Gaming. And I know I didn't let you know about it because Valance, it started off as Valentina's Workshop. And Valentina's Workshop is still the business, but we was consulting. And now I sit on their executive board as the COO, but it's a Black-owned esports company called 443 Gaming. And you can search it up. You could probably interview the dude's score after, you feel me? But like, oh, you know. Oh, Swayze? Score Swayze, yeah. He already had this idea, but I'm like, bro, I've seen how this plays out. You know, past, present, future, how I'll be looking, right? I said, bro, this could be the biggest thing ever. Right yeah. now, we're the biggest black-owned esports company in uh, in Baltimore, in my opinion. We got two venues under our belt. We're doing the venue next Saturday. Yeah, we still coming up. Yeah, we ain't making a million, but like, bro, we're pretty popping. Our accolades are really ridiculous. Between y'all two, I see the stuff that uh, he is working on, and I just like to see that there are black men out here who are embracing that blurred lifestyle, that black nerd culture, and really like turning it into something that can, that can make some money because we, we spend so much money doing these things that it only makes sense that we could turn it into something that we can, we can generate a little revenue and a little profit from. That's what we try to do with the company. We're embracing Mm -hmm. community. I told a score, I like, bro, you can turn into the biggest thing ever. Let me teach you how I did Valentine's workshop. Let's talk about sales. Let's talk about branding, bro. You feel me? Yeah. Bro, we go to our events. There's drinks, food, liquor, game, music, the black nerds dream. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's, man. there's shorties, there's dancing, there's me, bro. It's everything, everything you ever want. Just come and drink <laughs> and just vibe out, bro. We be having fun. We got smash on the side. A lot of this stuff is casual. There's a competition, and then you just vibe or you just vibe out, bro. It's fun. How do you feel about I mean, honestly, I really don't even feel like I need to ask this question because I already know the answer. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, how do you feel about like the overall health of the like black anime blurred like scene? But are we, we both already know the answer to it. It's thriving. It's amazing. It is inclusive. It is everything that we wanted it to be when we were in elementary school watching Toonami and then getting bullied at school the next day. Exactly. Like people aren't afraid to be who they are anymore. It's not about people seeking clout. People just aren't afraid to be who they are. People have always liked anime. But when you was in sixth grade, you got bullied for be like, or is sixth grade or everything like, oh, you're wearing a Pikachu shirt. Like, oh, bro, you're still watching them cartoons. And these niggas was missing out. Sorry, bro. You feel me? They were missing out. Like between the fight choreography on Naruto, the AMVs to touch it by Busta Rhymes and Linkin Park with Bleach and everything, you're missing out. So when I create my AMVs, I'm capturing that magic that captured us. And it's like, it's so good right now. There are a few problems. Like individuals are acting like celebrities. Yeah, you got a following, bro. But look, you're still working on the follow. Like, please come on, calm down. You feel me? <laughs> uh, not only that, but they've gotten into scandals. I remember the dude, Heavenly Control, got into a scandal. And then there's a dude, Long Beach Griffey, everybody likes, not trying to out him. But his some of his videos have like made fun of like sexual assault people uh, survive. It was it's like some people get too big for their britches because they have a following and their following doesn't check them. And all they do is enable them. That's one of the only issues. Other than that, bro, it's very healthy. Sometimes people get touched at cons and being a little weird. But then some people get folded up and checked at them saying cons, you know. So we just have to keep each other accountable. and Remember, yo, that we shouldn't pervert something that's already turned up yo we love anime we love cosplaying let's just have our own space and be cool you feel me what's coming up next for you man seems like you got a lot of stuff going on so what was what are you working on my business is turning five years old this year god blessing so many lives thank, thank you so many lives changed 
So many students passed and gotten scholarships. Saturday Night Smash is coming out for documentary at um, at uh, at Towson University Startup Incubator on the 20th of July, 29th. That's dope, man. So you, you got a lot on your plate. Um, I I have to make it out to one of these tourneys. I wish I could go to BlurredCon this year, but I like my wife and I, we bought a house recently and that's just eating all of our money. But that's no excuse. Uh, I definitely want to come out and, and show support. And I don't talk to Score that much, but if you talk to him, just know that like I I I I support everything that he and y'all are doing for the city. So I really um I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, bro, for that. That was Maurice Valentino of Valentino's Workshop. Head over to Valentino'sworkshop.com to learn more and follow him on Instagram at Maurice Valentino. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Local Color. The podcast is hosted and produced by me, Jason V. The podcast is distributed by Your Public Studios. New episodes of Local Color will be released the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. Learn more about Local Color at WYPR.org.